Welcome everyone to the Holstein House Podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Well, good morning, all y'all. How are you doing on this beautiful Friday morning? It's September the 1st, 2023. I'm Robin Holstein, your host, hostess. Doesn't matter to me. Just don't call me late for dinner. This is episode 94 of the Hosting House broadcast, and we're live unscripted today on Friday. Fridays, we do a live unscripted. Um, it's um, it's kind of scripted because if we don't have a lot of interaction, I have some uh, topics to cover, but um, we uh, will be catching up on the week, the things that have happened this week. I'll answer any questions you might have about uh, hosting a bed and breakfast from your home or using Airbnb or even, you know, using Airbnb with offsite um, uh, accommodations. Like if you have a small uh, camp or a tiny house or something like that, we can answer questions about that. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about uh, fall and winter getting prepared for that in our with our pantries and our households and things that's going on and uh, some storage questions and more and more especially since it's unscripted we can we can talk about just about anything you want i'm so glad to have you this is episode 94 we're really closing in on episode 100 <laughs> still haven't decided what we're going to do with that yet so uh, i'd love to hear some of your comments on um, what we're going to do for our 100th episode I managed to get Rumble to work today. Last week, uh, I have I double checked all the settings, but for some reason, it just wasn't cooperating with uh, with Streamyard. So, hi Hunter, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to see you got in there early this morning. Somebody's birthday in my family. I can't remember who. Oh, I don't know. Is it your birthday, Hunter? If it is, happy birthday to you. Whoever, whoever's birthday it is. I'm glad to have you there this morning. You got any questions, be sure and pop them in. I'll, I'll try to keep up. I'm kind of bouncing around different little screens here on this uh, laptop. So how are you doing? Are you listening at work? Or are you off today? Because this in the United States, uh, because I do have some folks that tend to listen or watch uh, the, the broadcast sometimes on replay from other parts of the world. But in the United States, this is Labor Day weekend. Oh, it's not yours. Yours is not. Well, I missed it. I'm sorry. Well, that's your that's your belated happy birthday. <laughs> yes, September first. Uh, oh, okay. You're at work. We'll be careful. Don't get distracted, especially for a long weekend. We tend to not do as much on Friday anyway, and then on holiday weekends we tend to not do even half of that. So not the weekend yet for you well you know well it's not it's never the weekend for me because i'm always doing something always working on something um but it's labor day weekend here in the united states and uh it's a workers holiday um 
Oh, I, I used to be able to recite the history of it. I kind of lost interest in the history of it a long time ago when it got so commercial. Well, it got commercialized before I lost interest, but it's just become another, you know, sales holiday. Um, Monday is Labor Day, and uh, it used to be back in the day. We used to not start school, elementary and high school, primary schools, until after Labor Day. So you had your long Labor Day weekend, and then you started school. But they don't do that now here where I'm at. They start school in the middle of August. So they've been, they've been back. Well, they started on a Friday. I mean, you know, a Friday. So dumb. But um, they've been in school. This will be, this is, I think this finishes up their second full week uh, for the kids in school. But, uh, you know, times change. We have to change with them to a degree. And then uh, in other areas, we don't have to change with them and that's one of the areas that I struggle well I don't struggle with that I, I struggle against is because I'm more I'm very traditional about a lot of things and in some areas I'm not but a lot of things I'm very traditional and um, I think the young people which is anybody 10 years younger than me <laughs> young people have decided there it's too hard to say traditional so they say trad so uh, for those of you guys, well, it's coming up on the weekend for a lot of us, and it'd be uh, fun to know what you guys got planned. Uh, Hunter, are you uh, August 8th around here for school? Uh, let me think. No, it was um, August the 18th was a Friday that was the first day of school for them, and then they had all of last week and all this week uh, back, which is just dumb because then they have issues with air conditioning. They can't get the schools cooled down these high dollar modern schools and they, the air conditioning systems are too weak to, to keep up with stuff. And then you've got, I mean, they might as well go for year round school. We have a, um, a pilot school where they go year round and year round constitutes like three months on and two weeks off or something like that. But it's been a pilot school. Wow. Since my kids were young, my son is, um, coming up on 40 before long and I mean when he was he was born in in 86 and I think it was a pilot school then so it's either gonna I mean you know go or get off the pot uh, but they're almost they're almost all um, full time year round now I mean they get so little time off in the summer that um, it really doesn't make sense and maybe that's the long-range plan is to shuffle every all the public schools into year-round schools. It's possible. It it looks that way. If you step back and you look at it, it looks like they're trying to convince everybody. In my area, uh, our school systems, when I was coming up, and um, I'm 58, and so our school systems were, the, the calendar was really heavy around not so much agriculture anymore, like for a lot of places, but for um, the mines and industry. And the coal mines were the um, leading employer and leading tax base for the state, and especially this part of the state that I'm in. And they had a period of vacation, and it was a set, established vacation. And nowadays, you, you, you know, you get, let's just say two weeks, 
10 days of vacation. You can schedule it when you need to or when you want to. When, back in my day, when uh, when I was coming up, Dad and them had um, established vacation days. It was like the last last week of June, the first week of July. So it, it caught the 4th of July period. And um, that was in stone. The only people who worked those days were the skeleton crews. So in effect, the whole mining system shut down except for the skeleton crews. And they did a lot of maintenance and stuff around that time too. And then the skeleton crew got their vacation after that. I think it was after. But, you know, you saw entire entire economies here just close for those two weeks because all the all the miners were on vacation and a big chunk of them were going south for, to the beach now they go down to um, Myrtle Beach but when I was coming up we went to Virginia Beach uh, in in obviously in Virginia but um, that was the big trip every summer and I'd go, and of course, I'm very fair complected anyway. And like my dad, my dad and I, are, we have the same complexion, very light complected, light hair, light eyes. And we'd go down there and we'd get blistered. I mean, we'd be so sunburned. It was not, I mean, you come back miserable. You had fun while you were there, but you come back miserable and you didn't have sunscreen. You know, you had sun lotion. And it really didn't do anything to keep you from getting blistered. And, and I mean, my skin would peel and I'd be red. And of course, my hair was so light. So I had my skin was all red and my eyes, my eyebrows and my hair was really light. So it looked like I didn't have any at all. It was terrible when I was going. I mean, it was fun, but it was terrible. And so now I'm paying for that. And daddy's paying for that. You know, we have issues with uh, skin cancers. But it was it, that's where we went for vacation every year just about every year. There was a couple times we went to Chesapeake Bay. I was fairly young then. I don't have much memories of Chesapeake Bay. Um, we had a little, like a beach cabin kind of thing. And there was a couple guys that dad worked with that both the families would go. But they, those other families had boys and, and the boys went and did boy stuff. And I was like, you know, goofing off. But I remember in the Chesapeake Bay, um, I had a blow up, blow up raft and it was probably, I don't know, four feet, maybe five feet. I wasn't very tall, but it was, uh, it was like, it was like a canvas. It wasn't one of those plastic things. Well, I, I took it out into the bay and, you know, got up on it and laid down and, and then I hear my mom hollering at me and I had floated, <laughs> drifted way out. I like that. Never got back. It was crazy. But, um, yeah, that, that was, uh, I did that. And then, of course, at the regular beach, I got sunburned early. And um, so the salt water hurt my skin. And so that it was, it, then you got into the, the pool. And you got in the pool after the sun went down and it was shaded over and that helped cool your skin off. But yeah, we had, we had a blast. And there was a lot of things I didn't understand. A lot of, you, I haven't been to the beach uh, in ages I think my kids were young the last time I went to the beach. Um, they may have even been like in diaper age. I think, as a matter of fact, I think Brian David, uh, my younger son, was still in diapers the last time I was at the beach. And mom mom went and uh, we went to um, Carolina Beach. 
that was the last time I was at the beach. But it, but at the commercially beach, not the family uh, beaches, um, they had really uh, vulgar T-shirts. And I can think back at, you know, because you'd go to the T-shirt shop and buy T-shirts at the beach. Well, some of them were really vulgar and I didn't understand them. I mean, I was young, you know, middle elementary school. And um, <laughs> I can think back and remember what was on some of those shirts. And, oh, it was terrible. I came back with, <laughs> I came back with a shirt that had a marijuana leaf on it. It said party time. I loved that shirt. I had no clue. I didn't have any understanding about marijuana. But the party time part, I'm thinking, you know, have fun, you know, carry on. And I enjoyed that shirt. And my grandfather, my grandmother liked to die when she saw it because she understood. But I was really naive about a lot of stuff for, uh, up until I got to junior high school when uh, a lot of things became <laughs> clear to me. <laughs> and, um, oh, but that, yeah, the beaches were fun. I, I haven't been in a long time. I'd like, I'm not a beach crazy person, uh, obviously, but I'd, I'd like to go back. I think, in, I don't know if we'll get back. We have to plan it out. We have so many things going on around here at uh, Holstein House now that we'd really have to plan it. But And the chickens and ducks and dogs and cats. Well, the dogs and cats wouldn't be as big a deal as the chickens and the ducks. And Anyway. So there's that. There's that look back from the old lady and, and uh, the old uh, West Virginia woman here. <laughs> Talking about when I was young back in the day. But that's part of the... The danger of having an, an unscripted uh, broadcast, and, and that's where we are today. <laughs> Catching up on old timey. You didn't, oh my gosh, you didn't wear, I mean, a, a bikini was very modest compared to what they wear today. I mean, it's just <laughs> crazy. Crazy. Well, we didn't have any big plans for uh, Labor Day weekend. Oh, that's where I was going. I was talking about Labor Day and a little bit of the history. But it, it just it, generally the history was a day. Um, I mean, you know, it's pro it's based in socialism. Um, you know, you can love or you can hate unions, but unions are based on socialism. And, um, you know, that's just a fact. We all, you know, they want the same for everybody. They want everybody treated the same treated well i know i'm not saying that they're necessarily treating people bad but uh, that's you know workers unions workers unite workers do this that and the other midriff showing scandalous oh yes well today hunter you know they show more than midriff i mean <laughs> you could compare the swimsuits that i wore when i was a teenager to the stuff that they wore in the 1920s where if you showed your ankles, it was scandalous. Yeah, it's true because the, the swim, the bikinis that they were wearing um, when I was coming up and I had the figure for them. I don't have the figure for them anymore. Um, they, they covered quite a bit. I mean, you saw your belly button. Yeah. But you didn't see your, your butt crack, man. You didn't have the little thongy thing going on and just barely enough fabric to hide the important parts. I mean, there, it you saw stomach and you saw legs and you saw back and all that stuff, but you didn't see all that extra part. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 
No, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't pull it off today. You wouldn't even know in today's world if I had, if I had a bikini on. You wouldn't even know because I, my, I don't have the shape for it anymore. I'm a, how did they used to say that? A full figured woman. <laughs> there was, uh, oh my gosh, this is terrible. There was a commercial when I was young. Um, it was a girdle commercial and back in the day you you know you didn't see a lot of these uh commercials that were aimed to women uh in the evenings you're not during a family hour you saw uh underwear commercials you saw hygiene commercials you saw uh certain foods you know and things like that during the day because for the most part when i was growing up you know moms were still in the at home during the day not not working i mean women were working but it was still more women at home than in the workforce and so you know you had the lady for for a lot of you guys it's going to be your grandma or your great grandmas watching their soaps their soap operas or their stories my grandmother and her sister said their stories but um you know they were television programs aimed at the housewife and uh you know all of the the soap uh, laundry detergents and fabric softeners and ladies things advertised heavily during those periods of time as well you know there's a company uh, that makes you know women's underclothes bras and things called playtex and they they would advertise girdles and this one commercial had this lady pop up and she, she was, I mean, you know, for the time she was an older lady, probably in her late forties, early fifties, uh, says, I have a better half and a worse half. And the worse half was, you know, from her waist down and it was a girdle commercial. And I don't know why that sticks with me, but I had a better half and a worse half. And, but it just, uh, I, I have that as well. I have that as well in my, old age <laughs> better happen worse happen. but um oh my gosh that's that's just crazy to even remember those things and, and put them out for the world to see because you know who's who knows who might trip and see this there probably won't be anybody but there'll be a few but yeah it was uh it was it was the diff a whole different world man back then and and as much as I don't want to go back, sometimes I think we really should. Sometimes I think there's a lot to be said for modesty. There's a lot to be said for manners. I think a big chunk of the issues that we have society-wise, especially in the United States, and you know, I can't speak for the world or because I I'm not out there that you know in the world like that. But um, I think if we if we would get back to having manners just being polite to each other. Um, I, I've, there's so much anger and irritation. And if somebody opens a door automatically, you, you know, people, oh, you think I can't open my own door? Yeah. I think it's not that you can't, it's just a nice thing to do. You know, let's, let's, let's crusade to bring back manners and bring back politeness. And, you know, if, if, you know, women want to do traditional men's work, fine, let them, you know, if men want to do traditional women's work, fine, let them. Can we, can't we all just get along? <laughs> oh, but I, yeah, I think there, I, I really do. I think there, there's a lot to be said for, um, for just having manners and we should, we should work, work a little harder to do that. I, I think that would be good. Well, the contractors aren't working at all. 
they haven't worked at all this week. We had, um, uh, some of you guys know, we had, I think they were calling it a microburst in part of my community here in Kanawha County, West Virginia. And there was some substantial flooding. I mean, there was areas that got nine inches of rain in just a couple hours. And we're talking, you know, ridge tops draining down into creeks, draining down into the hollows and, and, and blowing pl places out. And uh, there's still a lot of flood recovery and stuff going on right now in some of those areas. I had a, I had a lot of water in the basement. Um, and, and I say a lot, meaning, you know, you shouldn't really have any at all. And I'm noticing I can smell that I didn't get all, uh, all of the um, everything cleaned up. And I'm going to have to spend some time this weekend trying to figure out what I did, what I missed, because something's damp. You know, something's still damp. And, uh, you know, that that damp basement, you you just can smell it. I don't know if it's mildew or mold or both or what, but you can smell it. It's not real strong, but it's enough to let me know that it's there. So I'm going to have to do some some hardcore cleaning down here this evening. We do have guests coming this afternoon. Um, I'm going to kind of ramble just a minute while I think this through. We have guests coming this afternoon. They'll be here for a fortnight. They'll be here tonight, Saturday, Sunday, and leave on Monday. Um and then dad has his heart cath uh, on Tuesday. So we'll be doing some kind, I'll be doing some kind of pre-recording thing here in the next few days to put that up on Tuesday. I have to have him at the hospital to get, you know, in and all the things that they have to do uh, by 10 o'clock. So normally I would have the show at 10, but I'll have to go over and get him. He's, he's not wheelchair bound but he can't walk far with his back. So we'll be taking him. I'll have to load the wheelchair and get him and get him in and get him out and get him parked and all that stuff. So it's going to be a long day Tuesday. Um, I'll, I'm a, I want to really, I want to do one for Labor Day as well. I, I, I'm so scattered right now that I can't really plan in advance very well uh, because there's so much going on. And I hate that because I, I would have liked to have had a, um, a special something already in the can for Labor Day and then had it auto automatically going up. But I, I might still be able to do that. I mean, in theory, I have plenty of time, but in practicality, I probably don't. But um, yeah, so um, the contractors haven't worked and, and I suspect it's because of the flooding. Uh, a lot of it was um, um, the weather because of the storm. So we hear at my place, we got about six inches between 5.30 and 7 on Monday morning. Um, and I, I'm gauging that time. I didn't, I mean, I wasn't stop watching it or anything. But from the time I realized, wait a minute, you know, this is a, this is more than just a, a, a downpour. This is bad. And I come down to the basement and found it to the time I cleaned it out. Or, or it, it got to where I could, um, I could manage it. It was just, it was a couple hours about all it was. So, um. And then the sirens was going, oh, it was just terrible. It really was terrible. Uh, one of the ladies up the street from me, her basement is still full of water. And she's up in her mid-80s. And um, she has a few people to help her out. Um, uh, but, I, I mean, I don't know what they can do. I mean... I, I haven't been in her basement, so I don't know um, uh, what all they she's facing. When I talked to her on the phone, I called and asked her if there's anything that I could help her with. Um, I mean, I can't bucket out her basement, but 
if she needed any groceries or if she needed anything. She said, no, she just had some water downstairs. She didn't have any upstairs, so her house was good. But um, there's a, another couple uh, that live uh, just past her. They have a ton of stuff out on the street uh, because it's just... Um, um, why do I have both of those open? Uh, it's... Um, they have their basement floods all the time. Um, their basement is like just a few feet or, or yards away from a creek. And that creek, it backs up all the time. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't see how they could have had the amount of stuff they have out on the curb. I couldn't figure how they got all of that wet. But I mean, it could have been stuff in the basement. And now they're just taking advantage of the fact that they're supposed to be a company come around and clean it up. For, on behalf of the county, there's some debate um, whether there are communities included or not. I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't be, but unless they didn't get enough uh, notification that there were people here that were flooded. So we're just a tiny little town, and um, it would have just been a handful of little uh, houses. Well, I mean, mine's one, but I'm I'm not going to be asking anybody to haul my stuff off. I'll haul it off myself. Let's see. Sorry about that noise. Um, I was trying to see if anybody had commented uh, on our community Facebook page about um, about the cleanup. If anybody, if they were going to be able to get things cleaned up or not. But I don't see any comments this morning. The last thing I saw was last night, and. Um, the answer at that point was, we don't think they're coming to pick our stuff up. We don't know for sure. Oh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> so, the, oh, well, the contractors aren't working on the doghouse, but they did get, uh, it's not leaking. So they, they did get the worst part of it done. Now they're the under, uh, I guess we call it underlayment, that goes under the metal roofing is done um so all they, they've got i don't know how you oh i'm so poor with um estimates and, and and you know sizes of stuff oh i i guess it's uh five yards or so worth of of uh, roofing that needs to be finished uh, their tools are all still here their wheelbarrow is full of water um they got a ladder up against the house it's a wonder somebody hasn't tried to steal it but um Um, it's, uh, it's still there. They're all their equipment still there. So I know they'll be back. It's not a big deal there. I had the dehydrating workshop at the church the other day and that went fairly well. We, uh, just, we had a few people show up, not very many. Um, it wasn't as well advertised as some of the other ones. And that's my fault because I'm, I just missed some deadlines on a couple things, um, to, in order to get, uh, things in one particular, um, pa paper, a local, uh, insert you have to have it in like a week and four days or something before the event so and i just i missed one some of that it's just i have too much going on and um but it did go well overall i was able to show some folks um and help them understand some basic introductory um steps uh and how to you know get started trying to dehydrate food and see if you're gonna like it um i showed them you know how to use a your oven 
you know, to start before you start buying dehydrators. And we talked about dehydrators and stuff, just all that kind of generic things. And I took quite a few things. I took some marshmallows with me. I took some tomatoes, both um, um, sandwich tomatoes and cherry tomatoes. I took some fruit leather that I made from applesauce. And I took um, some um, peas and carrots. I think I showed you those the other day uh, in the jar. I didn't bring it back downstairs. Uh, what else did I take? I took a couple other things. Oh, some pineapple. I freeze, uh, freeze dried. I don't have a freeze dryer. I have a dehydrator. I dehydrated some canned, um, some store-bought canned pineapple to show that you can do that. Now, why you would want to would be to snack on to put in trail mix or something like that. And um, you can, you know, use it from the can you don't have to have it fresh you can and that was kind of the, what I was trying to show them and one of the ladies said do you not throw away anything and and I asked her I said what do you mean and she said all of these classes or workshops that you've given here she's just like you never throw anything away you've got milk uh, and you use the milk to make the yogurt you make yogurt you take the yogurt you make your cream cheese and then over here you're um you're dehydrating and over here you're doing this other stuff and I'm like I, I do throw things away <laughs> I try not to but there are really uh, there are multiple things that you can do and but it takes time and you have to you have to plan so if you if you want to learn to do some of these very basic food preparation and storage things you have to have a little bit of a plan I'm kind of out of sorts with with planning right now I have just been hit from all directions with so many different things but you can take you know you, you buy a half a gallon of milk you're going to use some of it for your cereals everyday drinking making mashed potatoes whatever it is that you're doing you then you do you can turn some of that into yogurt and then you can turn some of that into buttermilk if you want. And you can turn some of the buttermilk into a, a, a type of cheese if you want. You can turn the yogurt into cream cheese. And there's several different things that you can do, but you, you have to plan it out. It's not like you just throw it in a microwave and do it. You have to plan it out. And uh, so but then it takes a little thought. So. When I was showing them these things that she says, you don't throw anything away. And I'm like, I, I try, I really try not to. I really try not to. You can take your chi whole chicken from the store for the, I want to say about 69 cents a pound. You can get, you know, the whole, whole chickens. You can cook those yourself, you know, put them in the oven, roast them. Eat from that. Take what you don't eat. Take it off the bone. Make some, uh, pot pie, make some chicken and dumpling, take the bones, make, you know, chicken stock. You know, I mean, there's just, and then feed the, feed the rest of it to the animals. <laughs> you know, you don't, there's, there's so much that you can do with your food if you, but you have to want to try to do it. You have to want to try to do it. And I, you know, if, if there's something that, that you think, well, Hey, can I do this? Ask me, ask me, I'll tell you, or I'll tell you, I don't know. <laughs> so you know I one of the things that I talked about the other day uh, was preparing your pantry and as 
as our gardens enter their final weeks of production. And actually, my tomatoes have almost stopped blooming. Now, the strawberries in the hanging baskets on the front porch are kind of having a revival because it's a little cooler. They're not so stressed. Um, and they're they're kind of, you know, there's I've gotten several little strawberries. I'm not getting big batches and it was never the plan to get back big batches off of those, but uh, I'm getting, still getting several um, little strawberries a day off of those, but the gardens are, are entering their final weeks for productions. Um, and we want to stop and, and take, and I mentioned last week, inventory of our, of our pantries. And you can have a gigantic pantry. Or you can have a little tiny pantry. It doesn't matter. The point is to be doing some things and keeping some, some things, um, stocked up for yourself because we're going to I'm telling you we're going to enter another hard period of time and there's going to it's just going to be another hard period of time and um, this is going I really feel like this is going to be an ongoing um, theme for the foreseeable future an ongoing pattern that as the cooler weather sets in and the kids are going back to school, and we talked about this last week, um, and, and you know, we've always had these viruses that pop up when, when the kids go back to school and when we start being in closer contact in houses and, and work and stuff without so much fresh air. But there are groups that now have, um, you know, there's a phrase called weaponized. People like to use the phrase weaponized. So there's, there's, there's groups that have we weaponized the winter season and the fall season and the and the colds and the flu that goes around um and we're going to see more and more of this i believe until enough people stand up and say we're sick and tired of this just leave us alone and even at that i don't know that it's really going to stop but um we it's time now is the best time don't you don't want to wait until the weather gets bad but now is the best time to to stop this long weekend yeah a lot of us are gonna have fun and um, you know enjoy some parades enjoy some picnics go out on the lake for the last time or whatever go fishing for the last time in the season but really it's a good time to stop and look at what all things that you have think okay we're getting ready to come up on and i'll just use the number six months it it varies obviously from place to place but let's say six months of of difficult weather, whether it's going to be cold, rainy, muddy, snowy, whatever. Do I have uh, enough things to get me through six months worth of bad weather? No. Do I have four months worth? No. Do I have three months worth? Maybe. Do I have enough to get by for two months if things get, not necessarily every day back to back, but two months worth of bad weather? S start where you are. Take, um, Take an assessment of where you are right now. What do I have? Uh, if I couldn't go to the store for the next two weeks, do I have enough groceries here and, and things that I could mix together that I could feed myself for two weeks? And go and st just start there. Or even one week if you really, if you're really just really getting started. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Just start now. And take an assessment of all the things you have. I, for instance, have a lot of things that I'm, I haven't used. We talked about this last week. I have a lot of stupid salad dressing. Why do I have so much salad dressing? Because we went through a period of time where we ate a bunch of salad. <laughs> and I would buy the salad dressing on sale and with coupons and different things like that. And so I stocked up on salad dressings 
we don't eat salads that much anymore. We, he eats a lot of uh, vegetable trays at lunch, but he doesn't use a lot of salad dressing with them. Um, I don't eat a lot of lettuces. I, I need to improve on that. And I, I do need to sit down and work on that. But I have all these salad dressings that are going bad. I need to clean those out of, out of the way, out of my pantry to make room for other things. Uh, I'm a Thrive Life consultant. Now, Thrive Life is a, uh, is a, is a freeze-dried company. It, it does freeze-dried f- foods. I've, I don't think I've made a dime as a consultant because I just don't have time to promote it the way I should. But I'm not going to buy a freeze dryer. That thing takes, you know, I, I don't, I don't have anything against people who do have them. Knock yourself out. I don't have time to fool with a freeze dryer. I don't have space to fool with a freeze dryer. And I don't want to put the energy into paying the bill for the electricity to run the freeze dryer. I can buy freeze dried food. It's a better deal for me because I don't, I don't have time to do all that other stuff. Now, what I do need to do is I need to practice using those freeze-dried foods. I have a bunch of them. I haven't practiced using them. So I need to take time to use them so I get used to using them. So I have some basic recipes that I can fall back on in, in difficult situations. Um, I have a lot of home canned meats. They're fine, but I have a lot of them. I don't have, I have meats in the freezer that I need to can up because they're starting to age where freezer burn may be a concern. And while freezer burn won't make you sick, it doesn't taste very good. So I have all of these things that I need to be thinking through, things that I need to get out of my pantry, things that I need to get into my pantry, things that I need to look at and decide, do I need to uh, restock in the pantry? So this is a good time to do that. We're coming to, especially if you're a home canner, if you're into uh, freezing foods, I mean, you know, you can blanch and freeze vegetables just almost as easily as you can home can them. Um, If you're into dehydrating, start working on filling up your jars with dehydrated food. Dehydrated food is much lighter. It's it stabilizes the nutritional content. You can take and clear out your freezers dehydrate your vegetables, put them in your, uh, in your jars and put them on the shelves and they're shelf stable for ages. And you don't have to worry about the electric going off. I need to work on, I need to practice on setting up alternative, uh, um, ways of methods of cooking. So if the electric goes off, I do have a gas cook stove, but let's say for just some weird reason, I don't have the natural gas for my cook stove. Can I cook alternative? Is there another way that I can cook? Because you want to have more than one option. You, you, you don't want to rely on one option all the time. My dad's home is 100% electric. Electric goes off, they're really in a mess. Now he does have a small propane, um, what is it, little buddy, my buddy, kind of little propane heater thing. Um, I don't think it's enough to even heat water on. I don't think it gets that warm. Of course, he can come over here. But the but if you're living in a 100% electric home, then you need to have some alternatives designed and alternatives planned. And you need to work, practice with those. I need to, maybe I should do a couple videos. I have a list of potential videos as long as my arm. And um, 
that I just haven't had time to do. I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to do that and share that with you guys. Um, but yeah, uh, canning and freezing and dehydrating allows me to prepare for difficult times and they can help you prepare for difficult times as well. Um, our go bags, you know, or our emergency bags that we should have in the car, our vehicles, I need to go through and update mine. And you may too. If you don't have one, you need to put one together. You need to have some water in it. You need to have some snacks in it. Uh, you need to have some uh, wipes in it. You need to have some basic little time, little first aid things. I mean, this, this little bag is designed so that if something happens, for instance, <laughs> for instance, uh, how long back was it? There, about five years ago, there was a, an accident on the West Virginia Turnpike. And it was really, it was a tractor trailer and it, it actually blocked both sides of the interstate because of the way the spill and the fire and I can't remember what all it was but so traffic was blocked people were blocked for like 10 hours they were stuck they couldn't back up they couldn't go forward they were stuck if you're in a situation like that or you know you like what we just had our that microblast that that blew out uh, a couple roads uh brought some trees down across some places where you had to wait for somebody to clear that so you couldn't get out if you were driving and you got stuck in traffic, this this emergency bag backpack that you would keep in your vehicle would have something to keep you for a few days. A little bit of toilet paper, a little bit of handy wipes, uh, a little bit of food, a little bit of water, a little bit of a heat source maybe. Um, maybe a little shovel or something if it's snowing to keep the snow off. The, well, of course, you normally would have a scraper, but to keep the snow away from your tailpipe so that you could run the car to heat the car up. You know, an emergency blanket. Uh, some people say keep different shoes in your bag so that, you know, if you have to get out and walk a long, long way. Um, these are things that we should be thinking about now because whereas if I got stuck in Charleston through the summer, I could have walked home, no big deal. If I get stuck in Charleston in the winter, walking 15 miles home is in the snow is going to probably be a, a problem. So these are some things we need to think of. Um, oh, da, 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 and it, uh, it's time to consider something else that I'm doing right now um, in an attempt to declutter. I am a clutter queen in a lot of ways. I, uh, if you could see where I'm sitting now, you know, well, just, <laughs> well, these are books and things I'm studying, but trying to declutter now is a good time of the year to do that because we're changing seasons we're changing clothing we're we're moving away from the from the tank top well here in the, where i'm at in the united states we're going to start moving away from the tank tops to the to the to the sleeved shirts and then eventually to the winter clothes and things like that now is a good time to go as you go through your your laundry you know do i need to keep this for another season do i need to get rid of it uh have it outgrown this has it shrunk one of my biggest issues is I have a lot of clothes that don't fit me anymore because I keep thinking I'm going to lose weight and get back in them. But they're doing nothing but they're they're clogging up my, my closet space. They're creating frustration for me because, yes, I want to get my weight down. But by the amount of time it's going to take me to get my weight down, unless I have stomach surgery of some sort like that, is going to be a long time and I need I need to clear this space out because it's frustrating to me so 
I'm moving those things into boxes to take to the uh, Salvation Army and to the mountain mission and stuff so that, you know, someone else can have those clothes. Um, and it, this, the change of the seasons is a good time to do that. Uh, you don't want to then go back and fill them back up with other clothes, but it's a, it's a good time to clear your closets. Uh, guys, it's a good time to get rid of those uh, underpants that have holes in them that you just love so much. Just, you know, put them out in the rag pile <laughs> or, or tell, tell the, the significant other, whoever does your laundry, when these come out of the wash, put them over there in the trash or put them over there in the rag bag. Um, I've done that so many times. We have, we have socks just drive me crazy because they, it's like you buy a bag of socks and in three or four months, the toes, you've worn holes in the toes. The rest of the sock is fine, but the toes are bad. Now, in theory, I could darn those and fix them. It, it, in practice, in practice, it just tears through because the socks aren't, aren't designed today to, to be fixed. And uh, besides, you end up with that little odd kind of string because you don't have the same kind of yarn that the sock was made of. And it uh, it just causes you trouble. But it's time to to swap out those things. Um, bed linens and things. One thing I keep. Now, I don't always keep the fitted sheet. Because a lot of times the elastic on my fitted sheets will go bad. So I, you know, get rid of those. But I'll keep the top sheet as uh, additional fabrics. And I do have them in a, in a bag, a special bag for that. Because a lot of times those top sheets are, are, are fine for other projects. You could use them for the backs of a quilt. If you're into quilting, you could do that. You could actually use them if you needed to, to make other clothes with. It's perfectly fine fabric. And um, usually has a decent little pattern on it. Um, you want to keep, you also, you want to have emergency blankets anyway. So blankets and sheets and things like that, I tend to keep um, for other projects. Uh, I also, you know, one of the things I also keep, which is, which is probably, probably a sign that I need to, I need to address that <laughs> in more than one way, are, um, are my shower curtains. You know, when the shower curtains get to where they, uh, uh, are kind of icky looking, especially because we, we host out of our home, we host uh, people through Airbnb and direct booking out of our home. And um, when the shower curtains get kind of ratty looking, I keep those to put out, you know, like on, if you're in the car, you have to get up underneath the car or to cover things in the garden uh, for, you know, for frost, to cover things with for frost. If you uh, have an, an odd little early frost or late frost that can affect your garden, um, I keep them for those. There's a lot <laughs> Again, my friend said, do you throw anything away? Yeah, I do. But and then I've got all these these jars from from pickles or or peanut butter or, or things that, you know, I thought that I don't want to throw the jars away. So I'll put my dehydrated foods in those jars so that my mason jars are used for home canning. It's just uh, it, it's a it's a challenge around here from time to time. Oh. The ducklings have reached the point where I have to make a decision. I've got three drake and I've got four hen. Ideally, you have four or five hen to a drake. The young'uns are 
on the on the hens. The young drakes are starting to get on the hens a lot. And so even this morning I looked out and noticed that they were all ganged up on this one hen. Hen duck, not my chicken hens. Um, so the decision's got to be made who's going to go. Do I take out the daddy drake who has proven he doesn't shoot blanks? Or do I take out the two young drakes who who knows if they shoot blanks or not? They have they're younger. They'll live longer probably. But he's proven <laughs> he's a proven daddy. I did uh, I did use Noster and put the question out to uh, Jack Spearco because Jack Spearco is the I think he calls himself a redneck hippie duck farmer. And I did put that question out there and tagged him in it and I'm hoping to get a response from him. What does he think? I'd like to know, you know, if you guys have any experience with ducks, I'd like to kind of get your feeling too. Um, I don't want to necessarily not have a drake. I could take all three of them out. But it was quite the experience to see her hatch those eggs, see her set on those eggs and see how she handled them all. I mean, because most people get eggs from some other place and they put them in an incubator and then they hatch them. It was really, really nice for me to go out every day. Of course, she was screaming at me all the time. I opened up the coop and telling everybody good morning, flipping over the um, the um litter in the bottom of the coop and checking on everybody you know and she's hissing and carrying on at me but knowing that there was there was all these little eggs under her that she was actually hatching them herself um that was really a treat for me this summer uh well actually it was last spring but anyway so i i enjoyed that and i don't have i would like to try it again i would like to let her if she would do it in the coop again now the next time she tried to hatch eggs she was trying to hatch them out in the hostas i wouldn't have a problem except we have raccoon and possum and, and stuff and actually some fox in the general area that i can't protect her from out there so um that was that was not going to work and when i moved the nest she didn't like it she didn't go back to him so all those poor little eggs died but um i just kind of need to know what people i mean i i'm gonna have to do this soon as in the next few weeks, if not the next few days, um, and take those out. Now, I kind of, I kind of want to let let Daddy Duck be Daddy Duck. He is, he's a grumpy old man. I, I he is, but I, I know, you know, he makes babies. <laughs> so I, uh, I've got to. Um, I got to make that decision. Love to hear your comments on that. Um, what you think? What you think about that? The uh, I think I already told you my tomatoes have stopped blooming and the strawberry. Yeah, I did. the strawberries are still coming on. They look good. I've got to decide my my um, those hanging strawberries. I love them. I love them. I would love to be able to overwinter them. And I've had people tell me you can do it if you do X Y Z. I don't know if I can do XYZ. I tried to keep that uh, fern, and my fern out front this year have been beautiful. They've absolutely, this is the first time, uh, I think, ever 
that my fern have not turned brown and just dumped all their leaves on me throughout the summer. I, I don't know. I, I just, they're just gorgeous. And I'd like to keep those. The last time I tried to keep a fern, it didn't work that well. I technically kept it because it's still, I still have it. It still has a few fronds sticking out like four that are still alive. But the, the entire, the whole thing, it was huge. It was, it was what, I don't know what they call it, but it was bigger than a Boston. I mean, it was huge. I don't even know why I got the dumb thing that big. I think I wasn't paying attention, but anyway, um, these two fern are gorgeous. I'd love to be able to keep them. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't know if it's going to work or not. I'm thinking the doghouse. I'm thinking I can hang these things out in the doghouse. I can put a little bit of a heat out there uh, because I'm going to have to get some new chickens. I keep talking about it and I haven't done it. I've got to get chickens. And I think they're going to have to go out in the doghouse. I don't think I could stand having them in the basement again until they get big enough to go out. You know, it's, that's like three months. It's crazy. But um, it would be too cold to put them in the coop. There's no electric in the coop. I could run a cable, but then I'd have to poke a hole in something to run the cable. And having a heat source in a coop can be a fire waiting to happen. Uh, with all the the um, the combustibles, the um, the uh, the straw, the pine, all of the stuff that's in there, it can be, you can, and I'd have to have it sealed up good. And right now, I mean, it's kind of drafty. It's, it's just not for, it's not for babies if they're not under a mama. I got to get off the pot and get some of this stuff um, and get some of this stuff taken care of. Um, so let's see, it's been, uh, we're coming up on the hour and I like to stay about an hour. Uh, I have managed to get through most things today. I thank you, Hunter. I know you, I think you're gone already and I appreciate you swinging by. I love having people come in and comment. It's really fun. Um, there's still, I mean, there's some Labor Day activities going on in the area, but we're booked for Labor Day weekend, uh, September, later in September, we've got some things coming up in Beckley and Pipestem and Summersville and South Charleston. The Mound Art and Crafts Festival is on the, uh, starts on the 9th of September. That's next Saturday, a week from tomorrow. Um, that's always fun. Uh, the Winfield Putnam County Homecoming is, is coming up down there. Cedar Grove Fall Festival is October the 7th. Now, of course, that's a month away, but uh, Cedar Grove's not far from me. It's about eight miles uh, east of me and the fall festival is going to be fun. Let me think. Uh, make sure that you are uh, checking your, if you didn't change your air conditioning filters or your HVAC filters, get on that, get that done before the weather turns. Uh, you want to make sure you have that air about every three months, check batteries in all of your, um, uh, your uh, uh, fire alarms and stuff. Make sure, and if you don't have an, a CO2 uh, or a CO monitor, a little carbon monoxide monitor, you can get those that you just plug into an outlet. Carbon monoxide is, is a heavy gas, so you want that closer to the to the floor. You don't want it up like a smoke detector. Uh, you want it down. So um, let's see. Last week I did a lot of grumbling about politics. I don't want to do that anymore. We, we have another AARP thing coming up at the church this Wednesday, so I can enjoy that instead of being part of it, but I still have to get the advertisements up. I'm going to try to restructure um, the broadcast a little bit. I'm going to, you know, I have the uh, podcast five um, discount. Um, I'll leave that active 
but I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to move that to broadcast or, or something like that um, so that it's more relevant to both the, uh, the uh, YouTube video and uh, the, the podcast. Um, I have a couple of outlines for a revised show format um, just so that I kind of, well, <laughs> count up on 100, episode 100, but I'm just kind of, I never have found that that sweet spot, that that sweet um, focused format. I, I I want to I want to work on that some more and try to get that uh, in in place. And don't forget, like I mentioned, Tuesday won't be a live; it'll be a recording. But uh, there will be a show up on Tuesday at ten as well. I I'm thinking around categories like you know around the Holstein house, which would be the general stuff that I usually talk about, uh, pro projects that we're working on, um, the dog house and how it's coming along, um, Ramsey house basement, all those things in that uh, block. Uh, talk about the garden when it's relevant. Um, I I really want I also want to plan for next year's uh, yard. Um, and I say yard because I I want I don't just want my container garden. I want to have a um, oh like not a food forest because I don't want a forest, but I want more food options than just ornamentals. You know, than just I mean I love rose bushes. A rose bush would be nice. My rose bushes are gone. Uh, the ones that were here have died out. Um, I love the idea of those, but in ornamental trees are, are gorgeous and they provide shade, but I want some fruit trees. So I need to plan where I'm going to put those fruit, fruit trees. So I, I kind of don't want to call it permaculture, but I guess it's still kind of permaculture. Uh, and I'd like to be able to create something that my guests can enjoy right i mean in theory they could go out and pick tomatoes the uh, the strawberries on the porch they they uh can pick if they like um but there's not really an interactive they i mean to, they don't really get to go out and collect eggs i mean eggs don't they're not miraculously there every morning <laughs> you know, they come at different times of the day but some things like that and i'd love to have your input on that and uh and what you what ideas you might have um, when I call the cull, C-U-L-L, the ducks, do you want to see some of that? Do you want some still shots of, you know, here's this duck and now it doesn't have a head and here's the feathers and, you know, it, it, do you want to see that? I mean, I can, I can, I don't know that I can stream all of it, but I can show you, you know, selected pictures that aren't too gory maybe from that, um, the chickens that and you now I'll have to be getting like I said I'll have to get some chicks I may end up having to put them here in the basement again I just hate it they're so dusty I can get to them easily I can monitor the temperature a lot easier it it does it does kind of work out better but it's just a nightmare um I may do that instead I I I don't know <laughs> I'm kind of rambling and I appreciate you listening to me ramble like that um, we are coming up on uh, on the hour now, and so I'm going to call it, and I really appreciate you uh, hanging out with me, and I'd love you to leave a comment or two, and uh, just tell me what you think, some ideas that you may have, and uh, and uh, 
you know, join in, join in a little bit. I'd love to hear from you. So like I said, I'm going to call it. We're right at the hour now and uh, we'll see you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.